Welcome to the Bell News Podcast, and we are with Brenetta Hines. I am the installation's new director of psychological health here at the 164. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Nice to meet you also. So how long have you actually been out here? My official start date was June 19th. I moved to Memphis a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago, and I was at the VA in Memphis in the homeless program for the last year and a little bit before coming here to uh, your National Guard. Okay, so you have a little experience with working with the military already, kind of? Just a little bit. Um, prior to Actually, prior to coming here, I worked at the VA in Chicago, which is where I'm originally from. Chicago versus Memphis. How is that transition? (laughs) (laughs) It has been an interesting one. There are some things that are very reminiscent of home. I've always said that I'm a Southern girl at heart, and I've always wanted to come down here. My mother is from the area. We would visit often when I was younger, but my mom was there in Chicago, and I'm a mama's girl, so I was in Chicago. And about four years ago, she moved to northern Mississippi, that opened the door for me to move as well. Okay. So how are you liking Memphis? It's an interesting transition. I think that it's a little bit easier for me than for my 15-year-old daughter, who (laughs) all she knows is Chicago. Um, But I like the slower pace. I like remnants of Southern hospitality. Those are things that have always been a draw for me. I tell people all the time, the only things I miss about Chicago are the family and friends that I have there and the food. (laughs) So Memphis Barbecue ain't doing it for you? (laughs) The thing is, there is such a variety in Chicago. Like you can get anything you want to eat at any hour you want to eat it. Um, So that is, for the good and bad of it, that's one of the things that I really miss. Sounds like I need a visit. I love all kinds of different foods. Absolutely. Okay. So transitioning back to base, what are your hopes and plans while here? It's really important to me to be a source of support for people who have committed to serving our country. Um, little backstory, I have family who are in various branches of the military. Um, and one of the things that years ago I felt like was where I needed to be, one of the reasons that it felt like this was where I needed to be is because I saw such an area of opportunity. Um, there are a number of stressors in life in general coming off the end of this pandemic, everything has been exacerbated exponentially. Um, And my fire was kind of kindled when my brother who was in the army, um, he started basic training the day after September 11th, 2001. Um, And seeing his process and seeing how his service time impacted him, his wife who was also in the military, and my nieces really highlighted for me that area of opportunity for support 
um, that seemed to be, I don't know if it wasn't available to them, um, but maybe it wasn't such a priority. So since that time, I've kind of had the desire to be able to be that support. Um, there has been historically such a taboo related to mental health um, and it's time out for that. Again, with the way that this pandemic has impacted our world, um, I think that the importance of mental health support has been highlighted greatly. So, you know, I really desire to be a source of support in a world that's starting to change and recognize how important paying attention to mental health is. So I just, I'd like to be a space, one, to identify that needing support is not a sign of weakness. Um, in fact, it's a sign of strength, being able to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to recognize, hey, I need some, I need something else. And I want to be able to help, to help our guardsmen to know that that's okay and that that support is available for them. What is all a part of the services you offer here? So I do some kind of brief, short-term, solution-focused um, mental health support with guardsmen. I can provide resources and referrals um, when there is maybe some more in-depth or longer-term treatment necessary. Uh, I do mental health assessments as a part of the, the readiness uh, assessment for guardsmen, resiliency education. So really teaching to ways of finding the support that's needed, um, managing stress, understanding with all of the things that each person carries there are ways of juggling those things and kind of giving some tools and strategies of helping to juggle some of those things. Um, I provide crisis intervention, so if there is an immediate crisis, I'm available to support that. I am the suicide prevention program manager, so I do a lot of work around suicide prevention. One of the things coming from the VA that has been really highlighted for me is how how much greater risk for suicide uh, military-involved people are. So I am really, really passionate about making sure that people know there are supports available. I kind of consult and collaborate with leadership if there are some services, if there are some trainings, if there are some supports that I'm seeing a trend of being necessary. I kind of talk with leadership to kind of work to get those things into place. Um, another thing that I really, really feel strongly about is being available and being present, making myself open to being able to be approached. I remember one of my past lives, I worked in school social work. And there were often times when if I went to get a student, everybody's like, ooh, they're in trouble. And that's not the way that it should be. Um, so I worked at that time really hard to establish a relationship with all of the students so that 
meeting with Ms. Himes didn't mean that you were in trouble or that you had done something bad or that there was something wrong. It was an okay thing to do. As a matter of fact, I worked really hard so they were excited to see me coming. Oh, can I go too? You know, that type of thing. So I really want to establish relationships with people here such that it's okay to talk to me. Definitely sounds like a good plan. And since we have National Grief Awareness Day coming up, is there anything you would like to talk about when it comes to that? Grief is such an interesting process. It's not linear. One of the things that I've had to kind of help people acknowledge is that it's going to happen. You can fight against it, you can pretend, you can push it to the side, but it's going to happen. Oftentimes, I think that we need to allow ourselves to feel what we feel. We have been conditioned so that everything has to be fine. Oh, you're fine. Wipe your face, it's okay. You fail, oh, don't worry about it. You're, you're not hurt. Well, I am hurt. I fell and I scratched my knee. Ouch. Um, And I think that it's important that we give ourselves permission to feel what we feel. Sometimes we need help figuring that out. And that's perfectly appropriate to reach out and and like, hey, I, I think I need to figure out what it is I feel and then figure out how I let myself feel that. Um, That is a really big one. I can remember when I was I was working with uh, a woman who had lost her mom. And this is someone who's really strong, always Teflon tough. Everything was, was okay, pretty strong, firm-faced. Um, and one of the things that I had to kind of acknowledge for her is like, it's hard losing somebody who's close to you. And grief happens. It happens in waves. It happens over the course of time. It revisits at anniversaries and special occasions. And it's okay to experience that. It's going to happen whether you fight it or not. Um, If you experience it, it allows it to be an easier process. But it's definitely a process. And I would encourage anybody who is experiencing grief at whatever stage, recognize that it's okay to feel what you feel. And when it is feeling like too much or it's feeling overwhelming, reach out for help. So do you have any tips for anyone out there who is not the person directly dealing with the grief, um, but they want to support a friend or a family member who is? Sure. Um, It's always hard to know exactly what to do. Uh, As someone in a supporting role, I encourage people to just be there and listen. Uh, It's not always something that you need to do or something you need to fix, but just being and being open to listening. Um, There is so much value in just being available, being that sounding board. Oftentimes people don't want you to fix it. Just be okay with me feeling this and let me say it. So I would encourage anyone in the supporting role to actively listen. Sometimes a part of that support may be helping them to engage in a different activity. Sometimes, and it's, it, 
this new thing, uh, coloring, which sounds so silly, but just allowing yourself to just be. Because we have so many things going on all the time, all the time. So taking a moment and again, be it coloring, be it journaling, be it going for a walk. Um, For me, being outside in the air is so comforting and soothing. Um, Taking that friend, hey, let's go for a walk. Well, maybe not right now because it's so hot out. (laughs) I'd go out right now. Honestly, I'm that friend. Well, and, and, and sometimes that, that works, you know, those are just some of the things that, that we can do, um, in the midst of it ourselves or in, in helping someone that we care about offering those things. Um, all of those things are, can be helpful. Um, and it's, and knowing who your person is, knowing about your person, you know, um, sometimes it's, you know, there's a party going on somewhere. Let's go dance. <laughs> One of the things I will often say to people who may be experiencing grief when I want to be helpful, and oftentimes we don't know the words to say. There aren't words to say. What I often say is um, when it gets quiet, because right after some kind of loss or event, there's lots of noise, lots of people around, people doing and giving and bringing food and, and, and talking about how sorry they are for your loss or sad for whatever it is that's happening. But when it gets quiet, and it will, when it gets quiet, I'm available to just listen. And I think that is something that... Um, the power in that is tremendous because folks go on with their lives and that person who is grieving, they have to continue in that grief. So offering an ear when the silence gets too loud. Um, your availability. Right now, I am still in the privileging process. Um, so there's a whole bunch that I can't do. Um, I don't know what the timeline is for that. Um, I anticipate it happening sooner rather than later. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's one of those hurry up and wait things. Um, but once I'm fully privileged, my, my tour, I'm here Monday through Friday, um, the regular tour, um, I'm available outside of those hours for emergencies. Um, you know, if there's something going on, if there's some kind of emergency, I can kind of triage and help to figure out what needs to happen. Um, Do you have a cell phone number or something outside that people can reach you? I do. Um, My number here is 901-291-7158. That's my number uh, on the base. And my number, my cell phone number which I always have to check because I haven't had gotten that memorized yet, is 901-569-9831. Um, and I'm located here in the headquarters building, um, the last office by the stairs as you're going to the fitness center. Okay. Okay. So is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to meeting 
all of the guardsmen. Um, I will ask for grace as I learn, <laughs> learn the ropes. Um, I've been doing social work for many moons, uh, but I, this is my first active military role. Um, so learning, learning rank and how things fit and who the players are. Um, those are some of the things where I will ask right up front for a little bit of grace. Um, also because I am being introduced to so many people. I'm meeting so many faces. If I look at your chest, I'm trying to see your name. Um, I'm not quite, I probably won't be sure how to address you, but I can at least ways acknowledge you by your name. Um, so I ask for patience as I kind of learn those things. Um, and again, I'm excited to be here. So if you see me out and about walking around looking lost or not looking lost, say hi. Okay. Um, if there's something exciting happening in your life, tell me about it. You know, if there's something fun going on, I like to hear fun stuff too. Um, but I'm here and I'm excited about being here and I'm looking forward to all of the things that we can do together. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our inaugural episode of the Bell News Podcast. Please be sure to look out next month for our new episode. Thank you and have a great drill.